What's up, everyone? This is comedian Rocky Dale Davis, and you are now tuned in to the Burn Down Podcast. Enjoy. I am, I am eight minutes into my set, and I had to pull that out to please you. <laughs> Fucking Ivan Drago sitting up front. You are the strongest muscle features I've ever seen in my life. What white are you? You're a weird white. You're like a, you're an Icelandic white. You're not, you're not American white. There's no way. Like, what white are you? Are you white? You're white, by the way, right? Yeah, you are? Okay. Well, don't, don't be that proud of it. Calm down a little bit. Really. Yes, sir, I am. Always been. Forever and always, all right? So, Rocky Dell Davis, what's going on, brother man? Thank you for joining the Burndown. What's up, guys? Thank y'all for having me on, dude. I'm excited. It's my first cigar podcast. I fucking love it. I wow. love first cigar podcast. We're honored. We're honored, brother. Well, you joined the best one in our biased opinion. Yes, <laughs> community. <laughs> you're like, you're like. I'll be honest. It's my personal favorite. My mom loves it. <laughs> my mom says I'm the best, so you know how that goes. Yeah, she can't be right. She yeah, can't yeah. be wrong. Mom's always right. Mom's baby. always right. But it, it's funny how uh, I came across you because it was only a couple of weeks ago i started talking to you and i i was in new york city in traffic and i was on instagram i was watching like i was in bumper to bumper in brooklyn watching some igtv forgot what it was and then all of a sudden one of your comedic skits got recommended to me it was uh uh where you roast like the crowd for like 15 minutes and I started, <laughs> yeah yeah so i started watching and i'm like oh man this guy's funny as hell so i click i click on you and i'm like oh shit this guy smokes cigars no fucking way so it was like you're in mexico or somewhere you're like on a balcony smoking and you're trying to speak spanish and then uh i see some of the guys that we know like the hot ticket podcast and i commented on your photos i'm like oh this guy is like really into cigars and then your other picture was like yeah. your, your tour dates so then i i x out and i'm like follow back i'm like Wait, this guy follows me? I'm like, no fucking way. <laughs> I was like, oh, follow immediately. Let's go. And I was like, I was, because my brothers are huge com uh, comedian fans. I mean, they love, like, they got me into Burt Kreischer, Joey Diaz, Tom Segura, Rogan, all those guys. That's kind of like how we started a podcast. But I'm like, right. I'm like, this is hilarious because, like, I see, like, what you're doing. And I'm like, man, this, this guy's on the up and up and he smokes cigars and he's freaking hilarious. So I was like, we, I have to shoot my shot and get him on here. So we appreciate you coming on, man. I love it, man. I, I uh, it's so funny because it's like it's so funny to hear those guys' names because I knew, I knew I, I never met Joey before. Uh, I met Rogan once. Now I live in Austin, so I've I've ran to Rogan like a couple times, kind of. Um, but Bert and Tom, I knew them way before they were like famous, like way before. Like I opened for Tom in 2015. Wow. Um, uh, and I opened for him back then at the Asheville, uh, at somewhere in Asheville, it was like 200 people. And it was, I remember being like, I remember like he posted on Twitter, who wants to open for me? And I sent him a video and I got to do it. That's and now he's doing an arena in Chicago by himself, like a whole arena. Yeah. Wow. I saw him live. Wild. I saw him live last on Long Island, my brother two years ago in, in Nassau County here on Long Island. And that was my first real like comedian, comedian, com Comedian, little, 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 little. real comedian. Oh, <laughs> this, this Zoom's glitching, dude. Yeah, What's going dude, on? Dude. Blame it on the Zoom. Blame it on the Zoom. Always. Wi Fi sucks, man. Yeah, man. No, it's funny because like, because then you had when you had sent the sent the 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 profile over me, like, yo, we gotta get this guy. We're gonna get this guy on, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh shit, oh that's awesome, right? So I started like watching some of the videos and stuff. I'm like, yo, this guy's fucking hysterical. I was watching all all the little clips. I started listening to the uh, the episode, the podcast episode where you and Bert and on the Bert cast. I'm listening to this whole thing and I'm just cracking up all these stories. I go, this is great. So I'm like, all right, I'll go to the Instagram. And before, I didn't have, I didn't have that little follow button. <laughs> button. <laughs> My button said follow. <laughs> okay, so I'm special. You're not. I was dude. like, I was like, wah, wah, wah. I was like, I'm following no, anyway. No, no. <laughs> No, no, your button said, it said account not found. It, it's yeah. like, it's like, he blocked me? What the fuck it's happened? Fucking, yeah, yeah, user blocked. What the fuck? <laughs> so before uh, before we get into the antics, you know, are you smoking? Are you drinking? What do you got lined up tonight? Yeah, man. So I got uh, I got Buffalo Trice, these oh, guys right here. Nice. Uh, the be it's so funny. They seem hard to get a lot of places, but in Texas, for some reason, I, I, can, get, I can get jugs of them at a time. Wow. And then I go around the country, you can't ever find it. It's so the other day I had a guy give me some Elijah Craig barrel proof and I'm drinking it for the show. It's great. 
And then I look down, it's 110 proof. And I'm like, hey, dude, like, you should have fucking said something. Like, I'm sipping it like it's water. And this shit is, it's it's literally fire. It could make a fire. Yeah. So Buffalo Trace, I think, man, I'm, I'm such a big fan of those guys. And, and we're going to do a special tour thing with them. And I'm, I've reached out to them. We're going to do some stuff. Uh, they're great. And then I'm uh, smoking uh, this uh, one of the box, uh, not box crest, uh, one of the, the farm road from Pravada. Oh, and nice. so the Pravada farm roll, that guy's, un- I love, I love Pravada, man. Their farm roll, they send, it's like, well, I think it's four cigars for 20 bucks a month. And it's oh, just like farm yeah. roll and they're fucking great. They're so good. You know, is there, is there like certain brands or cigars that you tend to gravitate to or that you like more? Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I, with Christoph, uh, Jared Trudeau from Christoph, um, is like one of my best friends now. We met through cigars. I, I, I was doing a show at a cigar shop while he was doing an event. Um, I walked up to him. I go, man, you know, uh, there's not many comedians that have cigar sponsors. He's like, what do you have in mind? And I had nothing in mind. I just wanted free cigars. And so finagled that into some free cigars. We became great friends. And then about two or three months ago, um, we contacted Pravada, uh, uh, cause I'm a big fan. And, um, and now we're doing our own cigar with them. We're doing the Rocky Dale Davis, uh, uh, Christoph Pravada cigar. So it's going to have the Christoph logo, Pravada, and then my logo. And it's going to be called the Storyteller. That's sweet. And man. so Congrats. that's a great, that's a great cigar name, right? I got, they got, like, it's, 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 it's already in my, 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 uh, my logo has Storyteller on it. So it's already in there. And I was like, for a cigar, dude, that is fucking perfect. Oh, yeah. It's a San Andreas oh, yeah. wrapper. And I, I love their San the, the Christoph San Andreas, the TAA one's my, one of my favorites. Um, uh, I love my father's a lot. Like my father's some of the first smokes I found because for the price range of those, uh, and like you can get like a Florida Los Antilles, like let's say a good, like a good cigar for, like, I think like anyone, you know? Yeah, uh, and then obviously, I mean, just when you start getting into Padrones and then Atabays, I mean, you're kind of just at the, at the creme de la creme on those, you know? I mean, those cigars are just, are just so good. Um, I hate Cubans. I, with wow. a passion, I hate, I do not, I, I want to say it on air. I mean, I want to make sure I said this. I fucking hate Cuban. Like, I, I hate when I'm like, I'll be smoking like a, like a 45 Padron, right? You know, yeah. smoking a 45 Padron. If you buy that in New York, it's $125. <laughs> that was a new fucking tax. It really is. 75% tax in New York. Uh, it's so bad, dude. So, but I was smoking one of my times. Oh, you got a Cuban, man? I was like, nah, it's a Padron 45. He goes, oh, okay. He goes, he goes, but you had a Cuban, don't you? And I was like, I don't at all. I don't want a no. Cuban. I'd, I'd like to smoke something that doesn't fucking unravel as I smoke it. That'd be a great time. <laughs> or that, 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 you know, that, that doesn't cost an arm and a leg and it tastes like shit. So that, I, I'm going after all the Cuban dudes, dude. I'm going after them. Project Carbon, coming after you. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> also, awesome. send me one of those cases, dude. <laughs> those, things are, those things are sweet, I must say. The, the Project Carbons are very That sweet. guy kills me, dude. I'm like, I'm like, bro, what, I, I, I come all the time. I'm like, bro, what do you do? Like, what, get, tell me what you do. What mafia are you in? Are you, like, what do you do, dude? All you do is wake up every day. Also, like, I, I don't think, because, like, he always, like, like he always eats sweet, so I'm like, is he chubby? Is he ripped? Like he's always wearing nice jewelry. I, I get so mad when I see his post. I'm like, dude, stop ruining my day. Cause I'll be at the airport and he's like, just woke up today, shot my nine millimeter twenty five times, smoked seven bahikis, and now I'm drinking a bottle of Weller Twelve that was poured down the Kardashian's butthole. You know, like it's crazy. That you almost want to just like you know the people say oh turn the notification bell on you're like no I'm gonna fucking turn it off because I don't want to see your damn posts yeah. anymore. I'm jealous, dude. I'm freaking jealous, man. That's what I that's why I follow so many cigar accounts because I just see people like I do love seeing cigars and I love to find out like it's got stuff coming out like um, Foundation released the Firecracker and um, and I wanted it so bad and I couldn't find it and they were gone. You know, and uh, Biahe releases the super shots like once a year, and I love those. Those go in a day. Biahe never responds to my messages ever. Damn, but man. yeah, I, I love them. Well, so wait, so so you're talking about the firecracker, the little one? Yeah, yeah, that's we my favorite that size cigar. So have we, you we, have, we're, have you tried it yet? What? No. All right. So I have one in my humidor. After we get off of this call, let me get your information. I'll send it to you. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Bang, bang, cool. baby. All right, guys. See y'all so much. Y'all have a great night. Y'all. See you guys later. <laughs> he, got, he got his free cigar. He's out. That's all he wanted. <laughs> but all right, so. Y'all so, thought I wanted to do an interview? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so the end of it? Okay, see you later. Peace. So 
All right, so I want to I want to pour this out, and I want to light up a cigar because I want to get into your whole story and comedy, and talk more Love about it. cigars. And I want to hear some of this funny shit that I heard that I was watching. Okay, <laughs> so it's funny that you mentioned my father's and Padron because the two cigars. This is not scripted. I this swear is to not God. scripted. I swear the two cigars that I picked up to say, "Hey, Rocky, I want you to pick my cigar." Is the My Father Flor de las Santillas. And the 64? <laughs> the Patron 64. So. Unreal. Dude, those are hilarious. That's so funny. That is so what what size? That's that's the that's not the no, that's not the, So this okay, is yeah. this is the small so this is a small one. This is uh the number five, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like my favorite of the sixty-four. Yeah. Right, it's, it's a great yeah. little smoke. It's like a good like it depending on how quickly you smoke, but it could be between a half hour, forty five minute mm-hmm. smoke. And then I have this is my that's like Justin's one of his favorites. Uh, this is one of my go. Just like you said, when people are getting into cigars and they always say, "What's like a good go to stick of yours?" I said, "Flor de las Santillas" by my father. It's a great bang for your buck. It's a nice medium bodied smoke. I love it. So the question to you is, which one am I smoking? Uh smoke that floor, dude. Smoke that floor, man. Let's do it. Light it up. Let's go. I unfortunately. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't come too prepared. I have here the Monte Cristo Epic Premium Selection. This isn't a Cuban. This is one of the non-Cubans. But this is a good. I don't know if you ever if you smoke Monte Cristo, but this is a, a solid one. This is the the Epic Premium Selection from 07, They call it. But um, see, I always feel weird. I just bought. I bought today. I bought the. Uh, I bought the Weller. The Weller Cohiba. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't smoked it yet. I'm all, I don't know. I'm always just weird about like the American. I'm gonna say American. That sounds stupid because none of them are American. Um, the non-Cuban, the Cuban, the Cuban, not Cuban, right? Like you know what I'm saying, like the Cuban brand, yeah, yeah, like Cuban. a Romeo and so Juliet, like, Monte Cristo, yeah, yeah, like stuff like that. I'm, I'm always, I'm always like questionable about because I'm always just like, I'm like, well, I don't really like the Cuban version, so I'm, you know, I'm always, I'm always wondering. But the Cohiba Weller, because I smoked uh, a, a couple, a couple Cohibas that were pretty good. To me, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm a guy of, like, I just like what I like. I like what I like. And so, like, for me, it's just when I'm going in somewhere, it's, like, up, you know, if I can, if, if I'm feeling good, a Padron, if I can't, you know, like, uh, if, if I'm just buying, like, a box or something, it's, like, Kristoff's or it's, like, um, it's uh, my father's pretty much every time. And, you know, that's that's just what I, I, I love. Like, I think, I, I think cigars for a lot of people, like, they calm you down, man. They just do so much. And I get so excited when I see like certain things like I haven't seen in a while. And then like certain, you learn your sizes and stuff. And that's like the, the, you learn. And then like, you really dial it in, man. It's the best. I mean, couldn't I, say, I, couldn't I say any better. It's, it's, I, yeah, I'm not even anything. Hits the nail on the head. Like we, we talk about all the time in the podcast is, is what cigars do um, for you. And they do so much, right? You said they, they slow things down. They put you in a relaxive state. You ne- ever, never, never, Never ever are you in a bad mood after having a cigar. You're yeah. always in a better no. mood than you were before you I, smoked it. I always. always say it's the cheapest form of therapy. You it pay is. twenty bucks for a cigar, you pay one hundred fifty dollars for a therapy session. It's way cheaper. Yeah, and that guy that's gonna talk, that old dude at the cigar shop that's gonna talk to you, has done a lot more than your therapist has. No, that that guy that. At the cigar Amen shop that. has murdered people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he's got some shit. So let's light these yeah. up. Um, we're drinking, right. uh, what is this? Heaven Hill. Yeah, this is the first time for me. It's the first time. Heaven Hill bourbon is seven years old. This was given to us, um, by fans of the podcast and we've never opened it. So we figured, Hey, shout out to cigar chick and cigar gentleman. Who yes. Shout out to cigar chick and cigar gentleman. So we figured Rocky's a bourbon guy. We're going to uh, drink some bourbon. So let's yeah. get these Here, let me fired up because I want to freaking smoke. I want to, I really want to talk. All right, so let's get these going here. Dude, that's wild. I'm sitting there thinking, I go, as soon as he says my father, I go, oh, that's funny. I have my father. He goes, I think Florida Las Antillas is great. I said, fucking A, I have a Florida Las Antillas right there. And then the Padron. I mean, unbelievable. You couldn't script that. All right. I always wonder, like, about when I when I get, like, where I guess, like, money's not even, like, an issue anymore. I always, like, wonder what I'm going to smoke, like, throughout the day. It'll probably be, like, an Atabay in the morning and, uh... Uh, like every morning, had that little like Robusto Atabe, and then uh, the the thirty five could grow. The oh, thirty five, nice. yeah, the little small one. Just smoke those throughout the day. I love I love small cigars. I don't like big cigars, man. Like I'm not even a, I'm not even a fan of like really Toros, honestly. Like I'm more of like a Robusto 
kind of like petite. That's my size. Man, we got to freaking get in person. I know. (laughs) Our favorite is Robusto. We're getting our own cigar that's being made right now, and it's like a Robusto size. I mean, you just keep saying the same shit that we always say. It's kind of of bizarre. It's the best, man. Cheers, guys. Yes, cheers. Rocky Del Davis. Hey, man, we appreciate you coming on here. Yes, thank you. Salute, brother. We'll do a cheers here. We'll do cheers to the screen. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, man, that's smooth as right, shit. I got I to see the proof now because that, that gives you a little... Uh... So let me... So it's 100 proof. Um, oh, it's, it's ah, proof. dang. Yeah. I, I might have to hang out here for like another hour. No, it's, fu- it's, no it's funny because, yeah, you're right. Like when you had mentioned that the... the um, uh, what was it? Shit, the Elijah, it was the Elijah Craig you said it was uh, 110 proof? Because normally it's 45%, 90 proof, normal bourbon. But then you get the ones you don't think. You're like, oh, man, that's got a little... Uh, a little kick to it. <laughs> it's got a little... Put some hair on your chest. Cut, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's... Uh, oh, yeah, like that old Forrester 150, you oh, know? It's like... That's, I mean, that's, that's shit. You're, shit. You're drinking gasoline. Yeah, For man. real. You're a real man if you get I'll get, good I'll get drunk and punch a raccoon if I drink old Forrester 150, <laughs> dude. I'll just... I'll just grab a possum and take it home, dude. I swear to God, that stuff. That's too, that's too much, man. Because I just... I like to sip... I'm, I'm getting out of my ways. I sip tequila and stuff. I sip Terramania. Um, that's my favorite tequila because The Rock's my best friend. And um, <laughs> but uh, so that's like my favorite uh, tequila. And then like I do, but I do bourbon more because when I shoot tequila, I just get like it's just too much. I, I travel too much. I'm out too much to just be drinking tequila every night. Yeah. And so bourbon and whiskey. I'm not a Scotch guy yet. We'll see what happens one day. But um, now, for now, it's like it's just like I play whiskey. I can sit here, I can play Madden, I can edit videos. On the, you know, whiskey doesn't bother any of that. We gotta send you. So if you, <laughs> I feel like he's one of us. He's a goo goo gaga one of us. Hoo hoo ha ha one of us. He's talking tequila, sipping tequila, and I, we have to send you a bottle of if you have never had it, Cava de Oro. Never had it. No. Cava de Oro, extra añejo, sipping tequila. Doesn't even fucking taste like tequila. It's brown. It's it. It looks like this. I shit you. Know, it looks like this. It's brown. Doesn't even taste yeah. like tequila. You sip on it. I taste like I'm just drinking syrup, like caramel syrup. It's phenomenal. It's great. It's like, oh yeah. And with it, a cigar. That's how. Avion Forty Four is like that too. Oh, Avion Forty Four. Yeah. Damn. You're hard to get though. You can't. So I the r- first bottle I got in Mexico, but then now you have to get them. I forgot what the company is, but I think they're in California somewhere. You have to they ship them over. You can't get it in New York. I don't even know if you can get it anywhere on the East Coast, but Damn. anyway. So, so let so let's get into this first yeah, question, man. First question, first right question. Off the bat. So I believe I think you started comedy what, around 2012, right? If I'm not mistaken. November of 2012. Yeah. Boom. So, like, how did you get into comedy? Who was kind of your inspiration growing up? I kind of inspired you to to be who you are. Yeah, so it's a very uh, anticlimactic story, uh, as most comics are. You know, it's uh, I was I was just uh, I had just quit my job. I was actually um, I worked at Mercedes in uh, in in Alabama, and I was I wanted to do something. I knew my job wasn't that thing. I knew if I stayed there any longer, I was gonna like buy a car because I was making enough money to buy a car, and I was gonna do some stupid stuff that would lock me down. And so I asked my mom if she would like help support me for like a year and give me a chance to do something else. And so I was about a month into this. I was trying to do music for a second. I do like writing music. Um, and then I went, my, my buddy had an open mic where he was doing stand up because y'all come out. So he came out and I remember watching it and being like, dude, I could fucking do that. And that's what so like so many comics say that and you don't realize you can't do that. Um, but so two weeks later, I did stand up for the first time and I did it once and I've done it literally like every every month since that month it just uh, everything changed past then so it it's, just it's, it's, it just it just clicked for you as soon as you did it you're like this is it I, I, yeah it was just it was like it was it was like the part like that i could do it that i found out the biggest thing too is proximity you know proximity to, is a big thing people always wonder you know like like why are rich kids always tennis players it's like because they're, they're close to tennis courts it's like that's why for most of them are you know, like why, why are, why are golfers rich a lot? Cause they're close to golf courses. It's, that's just what, like, so it's like with comedy, it's like, you don't think you can do it. Like, you know, when you're growing up in Alabama in a, a, a hometown of 1800 people, there's no, like, what a comedy club? Well, you, you don't even know what that is. Like, well, yeah. oh, Mike, what are you talking about? You don't know how to start it. And so when I, when I saw, when I met the people around to do it 
and then I did it and I liked it. It just kind of just flowed from there. And it's such a hard way to start stand up because with singing, you can sing. There's a four year old out there that can that can hit every octave, right? Like she can just belt, right? There's no one in the world that does stand up for the first time that's good the first time. It's just not true. I mean, there's people that they can kind of hack it up or they can tell stories in front of their crowd. But to be actually good at stand up, you just don't do it the first time and good. It usually takes several years for you to get good at stand up. And what, you know what? And what's considered good, like 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 having like a like a script or like jokes like set up. Just having your own original, like your own original thoughts. The closest the thing I've ever heard to stand up, the person that was good early was like Dave Chappelle. That's like probably the only person I've ever heard that early on he was good. But even if you watch Dave Chappelle early, it wasn't like he was like a, like he was just good. You could tell he belonged on stage, but he wasn't like the confidence and still kind of came off, you know, a, a different way. But I heard like a couple years in that like people knew he was going to be amazing. But that's one person. That's Dave Chappelle. So right. you're talking about the biggest comic possibly of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. And so it's 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 very hard with stand up because you really like it changes so rapidly. Like stand up, people forget how young stand up is. Like music's been around forever. Stand up legit's like a hundred years old. Like yeah. people forget that. Like it's not been around long. And so it changes so rapidly with stand up. I've been in it for nine years now. From the time I got in till now, the industry has changed twice. Like the way things have changed was like was was from late night sets when I first started to Comedy Central dying to Netflix coming along to Netflix kind of dying in the sense of stand up specials to now the internet. It's it, everything's shifted so much in the time I've been in stand up, and I've only been doing it nine years. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's so crazy like it's, to like, yeah. like it's it's so young. It's only a hundred years because bef- before that, I guess the only form of it wouldn't even be comedy. It's they had storytellers. Like you go way back, it people that would just tell stories. Yeah. But that would—that's not even. You're not telling it to make people laugh. You're just telling stories to to tell stories of because there was no like people couldn't go find out what happened five towns over on the internet, mm-hmm. right? So but yeah. then comedy comes along, and now it's a form of storytelling. But you're telling you're you're doing it for for a certain result to to make people laugh, make people have a good time. And I, and I heard you – and I when I was listening to you on the uh, Bird Crisis podcast, you were saying um, – you were talking about like with John Belushi back in the day, like guys were like fighting, doing drugs, and like no one really cared. And then you, you were saying like kind of now today is like a little more strict. Like, hey, you really can't do that. Like, Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you don't fuck it, – it's, it, it's changing that too. But honestly, that's kind of shifting as well. That's more of a society thing, honestly. Um, the way society, like, you just can't, like, I mean, to think about, like, you know, Joe Name was smoking cigarettes in the locker room, you know, like, <laughs> so it's like, you don't have that anymore. And, like, you can't just, like, it used to be you could kind of hit someone, and if you got away, you got away. Now it's like, there's just so many things, and everybody has a phone that, like, you can't do the same things you can anymore. And so stand up has changed so much in that, of where, like, it's not like the Sam Kennison, like, badass days where he's doing coke off the steering wheel. You know, while he's driving to a gig, no, but it's not the same way it is. There's just not that. There's not that same level of badass, yeah. which is great though, because a lot of comedians now we last a, like a lot longer. But, like we don't have the same vices that they had. They aren't good, you know. I mean, you can say whatever you want. Like cocaine every day is not good. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's just a very simple thing. You know, I know some people get mad at that, and it's not. It doesn't help you. So you look at guys like Sam. You know, even like Pryor, who kind of you know went a little crazy. Um, you know, uh, Carlin was always great, but in his later years, he's got like a little like angry. It doesn't really like it, things kind of like you look at Bill Burr, you know, you look at, um, look at Joe Rogan, you look at, uh, Burr, you look at Tom. It's like these guys are putting out specials like all the time. They're, uh, majority pretty good. Like every time they get some of them get better every time. It's, it's, and then like we don't have the same, like, you know, comedians aren't in the news every day in the sense of like he got a DUI or mm-hmm. he, you know, fucking set himself on fire, you know? <laughs> like, so it's, it's the industry is, but that's what's so funny though. Cause it's like, I don't know where it's going to be you know, past now. Like I wonder, like, I don't think live standup will ever go away, but I do like, I don't know how comedy central is still a network. Like, I don't know how they're still alive. They're so, they're, they're, they're so dumb. And I could say that because I don't need anything from them. Yeah. Um, I can post a tweet and I have no Twitter followers and it gets more views than any of their fucking shit does. They're awful. So, but I don't understand how they're alive. Like, you remember Comedy Central was like the shit at one time. Oh, yeah, you yeah. It was, oh, dude, every like frat room in America like had on Comedy Central. 
and they would watch everything. And then now they just, they do specials with comics. They don't promote them correctly. They make you sign your email up online to watch. So they lose viewers on that automatically. It's crazy the, the way the industry is now, but then you look at it on YouTube and you see what Andrew Schultz has done. Mm, yeah. You know, Mark Norman's done, Sam Morrell's done. Uh, to, to my extent on Instagram, what I've done, it's like, we're shifting it. Like things are changing. It's great. Cause I can kind of say whatever I want. You know, I can, I can do like, if I get canceled, it's up to my fans to cancel me, not the actual people anymore. Right. 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 So it's like, you know, if you, if like, if you, if you're a comedy central guy and comedy central cancels you, then you're canceled. Only way I get canceled is if my fans get upset at, me, you know, right. there's been a couple of comics that have had some incidents over the past couple past like couple of years. And I, it's been great to watch them not get in trouble. Like, like they get, they get in trouble. Their agent drops them the same stuff that that's a, that's an automatic thing, but they don't lose their fans. Mm -hmm. And that's something I really appreciate. I'm like, Oh wow. Like if you're just like a good dude, as long as you don't do something like heinous, right? Like, you know, so there's some things that we all understand that you can't do. But if it's for like a word or like a saying or some something that was misunderstood, no one really cared. Yeah, yeah. And that's the plus side. The people that do care are just the loudest. And that doesn't mean that the other ones, it's like, you know, it's the same thing. It's that, it's that old saying, you know, uh, if, uh, if, uh, if uh, a wolf, a wolf, wolf's howl at the moon, but the moon never talks back, you know? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. that, it's that saying, right? So that's the, that's the cool part about stand up is you kind of have artistic freedom that you never have before. Ever, you know, you don't deal with managers or agents or producers the same way you used to. You have all the leverage. Yeah, it's like like you said with with comedy with Comedy Central is it's a network. So the network has control on what you cannot what you can and cannot say. If you say something wrong and they don't like it, they go, "Guess what? You're fucking canceled." But and nowadays, people nobody is going to nobody is really watching TV. Period. They're watching Netflix and Hulu and I, YouTube, I YouTube and all this other. So anybody wants to see a comic. They're not going to turn into a regular network station and watch the freaking 27 commercials. I just watched a movie the other day. I'm not, sh I shit you not, 15 fucking commercials. Yeah. I had five minutes of the movie and five minutes of commercials, and it was doing. Yeah. Nobody's doing that nowadays. If people want, they're going to no. go onto Netflix and watch the special or whatever other streaming or platform. Or go on a, uh, fucking Instagram. Or go on fucking Instagram. They follow you on Instagram. They find all the, the little clips, or they're going to go on YouTube. It, and it's, and it's a good point that you brought up with Andrew Schultz, because I remember Andrew Schultz back in the day when I was in high school when he was like on Guy Code. And I was like, who, yeah. I was like, who is this guy? And then like, not until like last year, my brother was sending me a video he's like yo this guy andrew schultz is hilarious and i was like i remember this guy like 10 years ago like on mtv yes. now he's making these specials on netflix he's i remember he did like the cool thing on instagram it was like on igtv like it was like vertical turn he's your like, phone hey. sideways. yeah he's like turn your phone sideways yeah. and i was like i was like man these guys are using yeah, yeah. social media to like the highest point because Guys, I see sometimes you post like sometimes when you post some stuff like Instagram or TikTok will like flag your shit for dumb reasons. Like that happens to us too with TikTok. Oh, I got yeah. flagged today. Oh, it's I got it's flagged stupid. today. It's retarded. Yeah. It's so we got we got flagged. We got flagged for so this is episode what like a hundred something? Hundred and I don't know, something. We yeah. got flagged and this was recently, about you know, a couple weeks ago. We got flagged on YouTube for episode seventy one. It's like thirty fucking yeah. episodes ago. And they said the link that you, because we had talked about, uh, a sh we had gotten cigars from a cigar shop, so we had talked about the shop, and we linked them in the description, and they flagged us saying, this link is suspicious, uh, so you have a warning now because you posted us. I go, this isn't even us. This is a link we posted yeah. freaking six months ago, Yeah, and you get flagged for it. Or you go, or you go on TikTok, and it's literally a video of just me smoking a cigar in here, and they're like... You're flagged yeah. for promoting tobacco. We do yeah. not. You cannot promote. Yeah. I'm like. I'm literally looking at my watch and smoking a cigar. I'm not doing anything about buying cigars. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have freaking so like 14. Right? Yeah, you have like freaking 14, 16 year old girls shaking their ass in a thong. Totally fine. Yeah. But I, we smoke did, did, a cigar and you get flagged. Did y'all see my video? Did you see my video I posted today? I saw I, I saw it on your story saying like you're a changed man. You're watching the the church the church dude. I, yeah, I, I yeah. So I posted thing. literally like. I posted mocking that because it's like, it's so funny to me that potentially Elon Musk is going to be like smoking a joint on the moon in like six months, right? Like that probably is going to happen. <laughs> and we are still flagging tobacco on the internet. Yeah. That is like, that's, that's like, like it's, I, I'm from a hometown that doesn't sell beer on Sundays. And so like, it's still, I'm like, I'm like, wait, hey, we're 2021 guys. Like we're like, we just survived the pandemic. 
Like, we, we let this shit go. Like, it, like, like think about it. It's called the, well, the reason cigar taxes are so high is like sin tax. It's called sin tax, right? It's like, it's like, it's like a sin tax a lot of places that there are. I think it's Vegas sin tax. It's like the sin, it's, it's called sin. Like, we're literally sinning mm-hmm. alcohol and tobacco. And it's like, what do we do? What? What do we do? Like, for real? Yeah. And it's like, I, I, tried to, I tried to do a show at a cigar shop one time and I was going to run an ad on the event. And uh, I had to go fix the wording because I said, grab a cigar and enjoy the show. And it said, you cannot promote tobacco use. I'm like, what are we fucking doing? And, yeah. and do you know how yeah. much to, you know how much cigar? So in the tobacco tax, and you know the exact number, yeah. we had we had this guy on, Josh Aberski. He is the head of government relations for the Premium Cigar Association. And he told us that overall tax for tobacco. Sales, sales. Sales. Sales, I'm sorry. It gets lumped in with cigarettes and everything else. Was it half a percent? Yeah, he said the overall sales of premium cigars, so not not like gas station cigars, yeah. not cigarettes, yeah. but just Dabbit premium off. cigars, the sales from premium cigars only account for half a percent of all tobacco sales in the country. Half a fucking That's- percent. And, well, we it, and so we're like, exactly. why are you... Co- you're legalizing marijuana in most states, which fucks like actually does something to you to distort like your decision making yeah, and yeah. it's like alcohol right and, I, and just... I, I support marijuana but I, it does distort but it, it does but no, right 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 same, it's the, like same, the same, same way this does yeah it distorts your vision this doesn't do shit to you besides relax your ass besides and and, and they want to tax it out to fucking 75 fucking percent yeah man are you kidding yeah. me you take a 10 dollar cigar Texas is now zero, it's a 17 dollar cigar it? Texas. I think I think Texas is zero. I think because I think or Texas. I think Alabama and Texas have like the same one where it's like twenty cents or zero. It's something crazy. God, I yeah, I think it's and like twenty I, cents a stick or something, right? Yeah, twenty cents. Yeah, yeah. Which, when you think about, it, okay, one cigar is ten dollars, so twenty cents is yeah. nothing. But seventy five percent, ten dollars cigar is now seventeen fifty. Fuck that, man. It sucks. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I'm like, why the hell do I live in New York? Not even just for cigars, but everything. You know, everything else is just through the roof in New York. And I'm like, why the yeah, no, that's that, it's such a it's like it's it's so ridiculous the way that like people treat you know they they lump vaping in with cigars now and I'm oh, like God. I'm like I'm like what are you talking about like <laughs> dude okay look I tell you I'll stop smoking cigars if an epidemic of sixteen year olds start lighting up you know fucking padrones right like yeah like it's like it's like if it's a big deal then I'll stop doing it but I don't see I don't see people in high school. You know, getting Opus X's. It's just not right. what happens. They don't have it's enough ex- money so to buy it. It's exactly what, it's, what it's, Josh talked it's about. It's an expensive fucking habit. The average it's age so of cigar expensive. smokers is like 30. Okay? It's yeah. not like you see 15-year-olds chain-smoking Padrones under the bleachers in high school. Okay? That's no. not happening. No, that's for sure, man. Because they're, they're not that cool. They're fucking nerds. That's why. They're, if anything, they're fucking... <laughs> they would be cool if they if were. If anything, they're buying White Owls, but not for a fucking cigar. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, and the same thing is, it's, it should be the same as if you're not you're not seeing kids drink Buffalo Trey, you're not seeing kids drink Avion Forty Four. You see kids drink uh, whatever the the Four gas loco. station Four wine loco. is. Four locos. Oh, Franzia, the box wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they're not. The, and then uh, Fireball, Fireball. Oh, um, I don't. It's like that's fireball. what they're drinking. They're not. It, it's it's something. It, it it kills me because you know I, as much as I love cigars, and then someone someone. Uh, Someone said a uh, hundred a hundred cigarettes equal one cigar, and I said if you inhale it, maybe. I was like, but I'll tell you something right now. That whole carpet glue came out. That carpet glue thing with cigarettes came out years ago, where they had like carpet glue in the cigarettes. Yeah. This the, the thing that amazes me about this, and, and I, I don't mean to talk too much of cigars, but I just never get a chance to like nerd out with people. Yeah, no, about this is a, this is a cigar Speak podcast. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. It. I always, but I, I love. I, so the thing about it is, is, this is this is something you can do with any cigar you smoke, right? Um, so when you smoke a cigar, the coolest thing is, is you have to think, think about where you are in the world and where you are in your life. Right. And then you think about some guy is in like another country somewhere, like who knows where, what he's seen, what he's been through. And he's like rolling this, like he's putting like love, time, passion and in, in a, in a skill that like comes from like, it's like ancient almost. He uses the old knife. That's the coolest thing about it is like. You almost have like history in your hands every time. You're like, what is that guy seeing? Yeah, yeah. And like this guy, like that's that's the coolest part about cigars is it's like hand roll. It's not some fucking factory just rolling around, shoving carpet glue in something, and you're burning it. It's like, no, like cigars, like in a can, it's a beautiful thing, you know. 
every time I cut a cigar, I get fucking excited. Especially if I eat a steak and then I have a cigar and I'm like, oh, yeah. I get home from my show. I pour myself a glass of uh, uh, whiskey. I light up one. It's, it's the best. Oh, it's great. And, and, and the thing when you talk about with, uh, with, with cigarettes is people, people get so confused. They, they rope in the cigarette. They go, oh, like you said, it's 100 cigarettes equals one, one uh, uh, cigar. I said, yeah, but you got to understand something. This is 100 percent to okay 99 percent tobacco the other one percent is the freaking vegetable glue that they use to hold the label down yeah, yeah. but what you're smoking yeah. is a hundred percent tobacco Yo, sir. in a cigarette there's only about five percent tobacco in there yeah and it's not even quality tobacco it's the freaking pencil shavings that they scoop up off the floor the rest of it is chemicals filter tar glue uh carpet glue all this other crap that's in there so it's not even close. They're not even the same ballpark, okay? Yeah. It's the same as like when people say like, you know, we talk about like well, eating steak too often is bad or something. I go, dude, if you're eating farm-raised steak or farm-raised chicken, there is absolutely no issue. Yeah. Like it's like they, it, there is no issue. There's no science to prove any of that. If it's farm-raised, I'm not saying if you eat some processed bullshit every day, that's not good for you. But like having farm-raised shit is so much different. And this is farm raised. That's why, like, I get to go this year. Um, we're going down. I'm going down with Christoph in December to the Dominican, and we're going to go down to the factory. I'm so excited. Like, I, like I'm because I've never been to one, and I want to go. You know, Padron won't text me back. Um, <laughs> so, oh man, they are tough to get in touch with. I'm like, hey guys. I'm like, I got a Netflix special coming out. Can y'all help a brother out? It's only like one of the most popular cigar brands on the planet. (laughs) (laughs) They are the worst, man. They kill me because they they don't need me at all and they never will. And they don't don't have sales reps. They just do their own kind of fucking thing. And they are the best. But damn it, just give me one fact. Just give me a tour, dude. That's all I want, okay? And if you want to throw in a 50th humidor in there, I'd love that as well. You should tell them. You should say, listen, I'll do a freaking special from your factory, and all I want in payment is a 50 humidor. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing doing the 28th of August. I'm I'm performing at uh, Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, I think, right? In Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing doing that August 28th. That's my my first festival I'm going to. I'm super excited for that. Oh, shit. Damn, you got to – we're going to – we go to Cigar Fest in Pennsylvania. Now that – yeah, you got to come a, to one that's of those. A, that's, a, that's like in the Poconos. That's a sick event to uh, to attend. So tell them, tight, tell them I'll come perform. Tell them I'll come perform. They because actually have they have a, a fucking uh, so because so we would actually really prefer you to perform on stage because they usually they do giveaways. They give away jeeps. They give away cigars. And there's always this girl that just blabbers, 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 and everyone's always like, "Shut the oh, <laughs> let's go, get off." And we much rather have a comedian on there making everybody laugh, giving away shit as opposed because she just goes on and on, and everyone's just, she does all the plugs, and it's like between every raffle she's plugging, plugging, plugging. We're like, just shut the fuck up and pick oh, the next raffle. God. Nobody cares you said this 17 times already it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah that that sounds completely awful uh i'm also going up to i'm doing rhode island in uh i'm doing east providence and my buddy uh the jared from christoph he is uh he's from rhode island and um so we're gonna go up there doing the weekend of shows and like before and after we're gonna hit like all these really dope cigar shops there's that one like big one up there i forget the name of it like two guys cigars something like that and so we're going to do like a whole run of like cigar shops. And, and I'm, I'm just excited to be like, I want to be more in the industry. Like I want to do um, hot ticket. Uh, yeah. Like I want to do, uh, I want to do the Bovida podcast. Like I want to like get immersed in this like rabbit air. I'm getting in contact with them trying to get some stuff going because you know, the rabbit airs are, I mean, they're fuck. I got, I, I have a, a, a rabbit air in here right now and they're like great, you know? So I just, I feel like, I feel like a bunch of people, they smoke cigars. They don't get in the industry. And then a bunch of people that are in the industry kind of, they don't even smoke at all. It's like, I smoke every day. Oh, like, yeah. I smoke every fucking day. I just got brand new teeth in Mexico. I'm getting these bottom ones fixed when I go back. So if they get a little clouded up from the cigar smoke, go back there and get them cleaned again. Yeah, yeah. take care. them out, put new ones in. in. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I, I, look, I t- teeth are cool, but cigars are a lot better. Okay? Cigars are cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So I want to ask this. So I want to go back to um, some of your, your uh, comedy days. So I'm in the car, okay, and I'm listening to uh, the Burt cast, right? I'm listening to your uh, you and Burt go talk back and forth, and I'm freaking laughing my ass. It's, it's great. Of all the stories, I love it. So I pull, I, right, I pull into my driveway, and right when I pull into my driveway, you would mention 
how you met Ralphie May. He asks you, oh, I want to say how you met Ralph May. You're like, oh, that's fucking like the greatest story ever. I got to tell you. And I pulled in my driveway. So I'm like, all right, hold on. I got Rocky on the podcast tonight. I fucking turned it off. I go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to wait. I'm going to ask him on a podcast and I want to hear the story. So I loved Ralph May. I loved all his stand up. I found out you toured with him for a while and I want to hear the story. What was it? How'd you meet him? What was it like touring with Ralphie? So, uh, so that I'll tell you two stories and I'll, and I'll ask y'all, do y'all edit these or no? Do y'all, yeah. do y'all ever? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I may, I may tell you the second, but if I tell you the second, you have to edit it out. Um, Fair but the enough. first one, so yeah. So, uh, so the way I met Ralphie, it literally is like, I've had a couple, I always, this is so weird. It's probably like a delusional thing. I look at my life a lot, like a movie. Like I'm in like my life as a movie and I'm like in mo- certain moments, like, like as if I'm watching the moment, like from the outside and I'm like, this is an awesome movie. So, um, I went to, to I'll tell you the full story. So, uh, April, uh, Easter's Easter, Easter, April of, uh, 2015. Uh, it's Easter day. I do a show in Nashville, Tennessee for seven people. I just got off reality show. I thought I could sell tickets. I couldn't. I also didn't have an hour of material. So I bombed. Okay, for seven people on Easter in Nashville. The booker of Zanies in Nashville was there. So she thought I was a bad comic, right? So she doesn't book me uh, for a while. I'm hitting her up. She never books me. Well, I get a TV credit in the time, and I hit her up in, uh, in uh, September of 2015. She responds and is like, yeah, we can get you on next month in October to do the Wednesday, kind of like open mic show, right? Well, she messes up the date. We have to reschedule in November. Well, she messes up November as well, so we have to reschedule to December. So I show up, do the show. I'm going fourth. This girl goes, hey, can I go before you? I'm fifth. Uh, I have another show to get to. And I was like, sure. So I let her go before me, and I go on stage. I have a great set. About 15 minutes, I murder, okay? I come off, walk in the green room. Ralphie May walks in the door, and he goes, Mr. Davis, you are very funny. You should come on tour with me. That doesn't happen. Like, that, like, that... I, I, that doesn't happen to anyone. That's like, it's like, in that doesn't, that's not a logical thing that happens in like comedy. So now they break down to you. So had I not bombed on Easter Sunday, I would have never been pushed that far into Zanies, right? Wow. Because Ralphie was only coming to Zanies to pick up his check. He doesn't come there all the time to watch that show. He was just coming there to grab something. I walked on stage and you heard my accent and kind of just stuck around and watched because we sound similar. So, had Lucy not saw me bomb, and then had she not messed up the dates two times, and then had I not let that girl go before me, he would have never saw me. Wow. And then all that stuff happened, which led to him seeing me. And then three months later, uh, I opened for him in a, at, the, at the Improv in, a, in Pittsburgh. I made $1,000 um, for, uh, for four shows. And um, the five shows. I made $1,000 for five shows. And... Uh, and then I left that night, woke up the next day in Nashville. I drove that night, went to Alabama, took a flight to L.A. And on that flight to L.A., right before they took off the tarmac, I got an email from his assistant asking me that I want to come on the theater tour with him. And it was like five grand for like, you know, I think it was like 10 days or 10 days. Before wow. that, I had never made more than a $400 for a weekend. Wow. And I only had like one or two of those. Wow. Talk about I talk mean, about right place, right time, dude. I mean, it's funny because, like you said, like everything. I think hap- I think the same way too. Like, yeah, everything happens. I for look at my life and like just like in a movie, I'm like, man, if this didn't happen, that wouldn't happen. If I didn't do that, that and I think the same way. So it's, dude, absolutely. I mean, it's how I talk about all the time how I met you. Like if I didn't, you know, if I didn't in college, if I didn't push out another year, then I would have. I wouldn't have delayed the year to get the job with your dad, and then I wouldn't have met you, and then we wouldn't have had this podcast. It's like. It's the same way. It's all these things. Like you make a decision and something happens and then this happens because of that and it's a snowball all the way through. It's so crazy. That's why I truly, man, like I don't – I try to never get discouraged. I know you'll probably have some more questions, but – and and I'll I'll hold off on this story because it'll it'll take a second. But it's like that's why, you know, during the pandemic, as bad as things got – and they were bad someday. I mean, they were bad some days where it was like, you know, we had suicidal thoughts. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very bad. 
Um, but then the way it worked out, which is the way it worked out now, it, it really changed my life mentally because it really did. It fully installed in me that it's if you do things correctly in, in the sense of just life, not even if you you can fuck up, fucking up's fine. But if you do stuff like you just do the things you're supposed to do and you never give up, which sounds cliche. I'm not John Cena. But if you like never give up, it really does work itself out. Yes. And like, so, so, you know, the pandemic was awful for me, but it also gave me something I never had. And I probably would not have had had the pandemic not happened. I was, I was kind of comfortable in my life before. And I was trying to build this away that I'm looking back now and I'm like, oh, I'm glad it didn't work. Like, I'm glad the way I was trying to do this didn't work. And now I found this different way because what I've built now is so much more sustainable, so much more valuable than what I was trying to build, you know? It's amazing how like certain things either happen to you or don't happen to you yeah. for the better, right? Because you, like you said, there's certain things, you know, that, okay, what happened? What happened if you would have had that set and you would have crushed it and then you would have just continued to book that? It's like, all right, no, I, I bombed it. So and in, in, if you think about it, that didn't happen for me. That's something oh, wow. that didn't happen. And yeah. then you went to book again. And she fucked it up. So another thing that didn't happen. That's correct. To continue. And more things didn't happen. And then you were supposed to go on again. And you're like, no, I'll switch with you. So it's amazing how sometimes, you, like you said, you do things and you just trust the process. And you didn't give up. It's not You're not like, ah, fuck this, man. She already messed it up twice. I'm not doing this. Like You were just like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep. I'm just, yeah. right, just going to. You know, yeah. It is what it is. Just I'm let things fall into place. It's, it's bizarre. That's, yeah. And that's a crazy story, man. Uh, it's it's one of the most wild stories um, of my life. I mean, it's it, it's it's the second most wild story. The other one I, I can't say right now, but um, we'll talk. We'll I will do that. We'll do a whole segment off camera. Yeah, and we'll do a whole we'll do a whole thing, and then y'all can record it and release it in a few months. Okay. <laughs> okay. that podcast i'd love for you guys to come down after that appreciate oh, absolutely that, man. man we would we you would. send an invite we're freaking there we would love to i love it don't we would don't love that i mean i mean so yeah we're back okay, uh, so yeah so now start. now time stamp it now because i mean just sorry for the technical difficulty yeah something happened there we lost the audio i don't know i don't know the wi-fi's messing up again Rocky dude. Was i don't know what weird it is, with a shirt off he was like saying hallelujah <laughs> i don't know what he was doing <laughs> i don't know what was going on man but we couldn't There's hear a that flying here, dude. i don't know i got my fly saw gun dog yeah i don't know i don't know but what i, what I want to going. i want to ask you this because you had a funny story you talked about getting punched in the face once <laughs> after a show yeah yeah what, what's the, what was the situation there how, how what, what's the dynamic <laughs> So I got a bunch of shit for talking about that on Bert because everybody was like, he's trying to sound like a tough guy. I'm not trying to sound like a tough guy. I, 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 that was not the goal of that story. I was an idiot. Like it was, first off, the guy was an asshole. Don't get me wrong. But I was an idiot because I could have avoided it like five times. Like I could have avoided it. It was still the, the girl, the, it was, I don't know. I'll tell the full story. So uh, there was an open mic competition um, at the LA Comedy Club. I was headliner that week. And they go, Rocky, will you do five on the competition to kind of make it cool? Because there's going to be a bunch of open micers. It'd be cool to have somebody go in and do well, kind of liven the crowd back up. You know, and I was like, sure. So I went up. The people talked the whole time. So this guy is talking the entire show. So I get on stage and go, hey, man, be quiet. Like, so whatever, like four minutes. So I forget what he said now. But he was like telling me, like, I have like two minutes left. And I was like, and then I got mad. And he goes, he goes, fuck you. And I was like, I said, dude, I'm like, you realize, like, I can do as long as I want. Like, I'm, I'm a headliner. I can do whatever I want. And so I just, I was annoyed and I laid into him hard because he just wouldn't stop talking. Yeah. I'm making fun of dead relatives. I'm making fun of, I'm making fun of his friend that died because I think he had like his friend's like date that the guy died on his leg or something. I'm just rolling into this guy. <laughs> And he is just getting madder and madder every time. You I see do a big smoke come out of his fucking ears. Oh, he is fucking furious, right? So he comes up after the show. I'm I'm walking from the bathroom, and he walks up. He's like, "Oh, what's up now, dude? What's up now?" And at that time, I I made a commitment a few years ago that I wasn't going to fight anymore. And I made that commitment, and within four months of making that commitment. I was punched, scratched, and hit. <laughs> like it's like when I said I was done fighting, I got way more fucking. <laughs> because 
because then I had made this commitment to not fight anymore, but I still had the mouth of someone that kind of enjoys fighting a little bit. Yeah. So I still was like talking. So I'm just thinking like, let's go outside. Let's go outside. Dude. Come on, let's go. So we start walking outside of this casino. And I'm just talking shit the whole way. And then it's such a long walk out of the casino. I mean, it's, a, it's probably a mile. Yeah, like, it's a fucking long it's walk. It's a casino. They don't want you to leave. Yeah. Didn't you say that he Vegas. was like walking in the wrong direction first too? Yeah, he like he walked. I was like, I was like, well, I was like, that's a long way to go. You know, that's a long way to go over there. I mean, then we have to go down. You know, you, you gotta buy something from the gift shop to go out that way. Let's just go this way. So it's such a long walk. I have a moment of clarity as we're walking, and I'm like, there's nothing good that comes out of this. There's there's a couple options. I hit him. He falls back. He dies. Hits his head in the concrete. I hit him. I go to jail. He hits me. I fall back. I die. Uh, he hits me. I still go to jail. This is, it's, it, you know, it's, they always arrest both people, right? Because yeah, I, yeah, I instigated yeah. it from the start. So it's uh, like there's no proper way to do this. So I walk to the security stand. I'm talking to them. And I'm like, I'm like can you all get this guy in my face? He's really in my face yelling and spitting on me, okay? And they're just, and he's like, we don't have any security guards on duty right now. And I'm like, we're a fucking casino. Like, what if I was going to rob it? You'd find somebody, wouldn't you? you know? <laughs> so we walk outside. And he's like jumping around. He uh, took his shirt off. He had a really like nice body too. I was impressed. But <laughs> so he's like jumping around. And, and here's the part of the story I think I left out on Burt's. So he's like, I'm like, we're gonna fight or what? He's like hopping around. I was like, all right, I'm gonna go inside, dude. Whatever. So I go to walk inside. He goes, Are you gonna be a pussy? And I was like, Oh, I I can't be a pussy. So I walk back out with a fully the understanding I was just gonna let him hit me. Like that's how dumb I was. So I just come out literally. He like, you know, pushed me once and then just hit me and he took off from me. And it's like, I told that story to my girlfriend and she goes, why didn't you just keep walking inside? And I was like, why well, didn't want to be pussy? And she goes, well, now you're just a dumbass because now <laughs> we can say he whooped your ass. And I was like, well, when you say it like that, it sounds different, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like I stood, I, I, cause he, he hit me and I fell back and I, and he, just, he just hit me and he took off running. And I was like, I literally went, have a good night. And I, cause I've been hit quite a bit and so a guy this guy this mexican guy just handed me this like napkin out of his pocket i'm rubbing it and i, I realized my face was cut because like, i think the guy was wearing a ring which i'm like you're an asshole for that yeah. like like come on you're hitting me with a ring dude not but only, did you, not only like, did you hit me and run but you hit me with a fucking yeah. ring and ran now you mess yeah. up pretty so much. if anybody's a pussy in this story it's him because he fucking hit you and didn't even stay for the rest of the fight he just took off so that's what Everyone got mad at me because everyone was like, oh, he thought he was such a hard ass, huh? He got taught a lesson. And I was like, well, no, he just hit. Like, it's like, it's like, had he came on the ground, we could have had some fun. We could have fucked around a little bit, you know? That's that's my place. But I was like, well, I'm not going to hit. And it's like, I, it was my, I take responsibility for not just walking inside. I don't take responsibility for him being an asshole. That's the, the girl's fault for, for not shutting up her friend. But so the guy, the Mexican guy hit me, or the Mexican guy gave me the, gave me the napkin. Just hands it. I'm like dabbing it, and then I'm realizing like this guy just gave me a napkin out of his pocket that was like crumbled up, and I'm like I'm just rubbing snot right in. You know, yeah, I'm I'm the coronavirus patient one. That came from me. Okay, <laughs> like I I'm one. Okay, so yeah, so then I went back inside. And this girl, and I just like I was like, hey, like you can't, I was, like, you can't bring people to clubs like this. Like you just can't. Like they're your friends. This is your responsibility. They ruined other comic sets because you did this, and then her boyfriend was talking shit. And then a dude, it took everything in me not to just, I'm like, like, but I'm glad I did not hit. And I'm glad it worked out the way it worked out because it's a hilarious bit now. And realistically, like fighting is just so dumb. But like, it's to have a good bit. It's like one punch, you know, five minutes of stand up. I make, you know, I make six figures a year off of, you know, an hour. So that's fine. That's, that's good. That's good not bad. Sure. There you go. I'll right, take that you know? punch every day. <laughs> I'll take that punch. You now know, you're thinking like, how many other guys can I get fucking hit in the face and get another five minute bit? <laughs> that's what's so funny of, of my standup. Most of my clips I tell, or most of my standup is stuff that bad that happened to me. So I'm like, bro, I got to start putting myself in bad positions to have bad stuff happen to me so I can get some more fucking stand-up, dude. <laughs> Stand-up's tough to write, or let's just let my girlfriend pick my schedule for a month and let's ruin everything, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like it's like yoga. I have a yoga story from her, rafting story from her, horse story from her, two fight stories from me. So it's like all these like things are all not funny when they happen, but they all end up being funny after. Because nothing's funny when you're like, I had a great day today. That's not fucking funny to anybody. You want to hear about somebody falling off the back of a fucking horse. That's what you want to hear about, dude. That's the good <laughs> shit. 
You don't. When someone's walking, you don't laugh. When someone falls, you laugh your ass off every time. <laughs> no doubt. That's so true. It's so true. It's like, you know, it's funny that you say like, you know, I should get punched more in the face to get more bits. It's like, you know, when you're trying to get a, become a rapper, you like got to shoot yourself in the leg, right? Freaking, yeah. like, uh, I gotta get shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Cheddar Bob, successful. like Cheddar Bob and Eight Mile. I gotta shoot himself to get some street cred. <laughs> I get some yeah, street I got, cred. I, I got so much shit online for that uh, for that clip on on Facebook. By the way, Facebook. This Facebook is the worst. We're about to like, yeah, what happens? You talk shit, you get hit, dude. And I was like, I was like, yeah, dude. Like, we're not in the fucking. We're at a casino, dog. You don't know what happens in Vegas because it's like they even the cops came up and they tried to like arrest me for getting hit. They tried to like interrogate me, and I'm like. Y'all get the fuck out of my face because they all came up on their bicycles like right after he hit me and he took off. And I'm like, go chase down Flash over there. He's the one that fucking hit me, you nerd. You know? But I do I do want to challenge that guy to a fight. I've challenged the guy that hit me. I challenge you to a fight at Rough and Rowdy for Barstool uh, in West Virginia. You little bitch, where are you? I'm going to knock your ass out, dude. I that was, would be I was, fucking I was just going to say. Phenomenal. Everyone, everyone's boxing nowadays, so you can find that guy and get paid for it. Now. Where are you at, dude? Where oh, are you that at? That would you be fucking it? phenomenal. Oh, I pay big you bucks. You can fight me. You can fight me and avenge your friend that died. Oh, yeah. Oh, get my him. God. Get him. I want to. I want to know what the what the over under is in that fight, and I'll take the fucking under. It's gonna be one fucking uh, round. <laughs> well, that's what's great though. I win, awesome. I'm you know, dance on his body. It's great. If he wins, another five minutes of material. No, the it's a win win, baby. <laughs> and you get paid, and you still get paid. That's that story's not funny if it ends with me going outside and knocking him out. That's not a funny story. Yeah, that's that's bragging. This summer, do you ever hear jokes about people having a big dick? Ever? Do you ever hear, oh, my dick's so big? You never hear that joke. Do you know where you hear little big jokes? At every comedy club uh, in the country. Because it's guess. funny, dude. It's funny. That's why. So, yeah, that, I call you out, you little spiky-haired guy fieri, skinny guy fieri, you piece of shit. <laughs> flash with the fucking big mouth, okay? The little do I know. Little do I know. I fought Wonder Boy Thompson or something. <laughs> like, I fought... I was fighting Yo Romero's cousin or some shit. That's my luck. Yeah, yeah. next thing you know, Chris he, sh- he shows up. He's even he's he's in even better shape, and he comes. I know. I'm like, dude, what? You're like, guy looks like doing? fucking Ivan Drago. You're like, motherfucker, really? Wow. <laughs> Jeez. You're like, why couldn't you, why couldn't you be fucking lazy? Fucking gain forty pounds. Why do you got to be in better shape yeah. now? Asshole. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, that, that, it's it's so funny because it happened. And it's like I, it, I literally am because it because then I got scratched right after I got scratched a few months later. I saw, I, I, um, that was a video on YouTube, I think you put up, right? Was that, yeah, that a drunk lady, and she was like, Nyeh. "Yeah." <laughs> Wait, what? Hey, hey, hey! Relax, relax, relax. It's okay. Is she scratching me? I'm gonna call the cops, buddy. Yeah. You good? Yeah. Good, good for you. And I'm an attorney. Call the fucking cops. <laughs> Have a good night, ma'am. Fuck you. <laughs> so I, I, did, I did a show, and I did I no no I didn't heckle anyone. No one heckled me. There was no issues with the show. I did my set. I walk outside, and this drunk lady in the parking lot. I don't know. I don't know. If she's talking to me at first, right? She just goes, "Fuck you, Captain America." I didn't even know who she was talking to, right? Like I had no clue. And I just keep walking, and then I hear, "Yeah, you, you're an asshole, Mister Captain America." And then I realized I had a Captain America shirt on. And I, so I turn around, I'm like, do what, man? And her boyfriend's kind of like holding her back. She goes, that, fuck you. And I pull up my phone and I'm laughing, right? She walks over, devil in her eyes, and she swings at my phone, swings at me and grabs my arm. And she starts digging her nails into my arm, right? And I'm legit like thrown off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then her boyfriend runs over and he grabs her and pulls her. And then like my arm is bleeding, okay? And I go, I'm going to call the police if, she, if, I, if, I, if, I, start, if I start bleeding. And uh, her boyfriend goes, yeah, and she goes, she goes, yeah, call the police. I'm a fucking attorney. And it like, I just start laughing and I walk away. And I was like, I was like, people go, why didn't you call the police? I'm like, I was so confused if she could sue me or not. Like, I, li- I didn't know. I was like, this doesn't seem right, but I don't know what the rules are here. Like, And I just walked away and I posted that clip. And, uh, and I got a bunch of shit for that because everyone kept saying they go, dude, you're a pussy. Why didn't you just knock her out? I go, okay. yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. That's the move. Yeah, right. A 6'3", 250 guy hitting a drunk lady. Yeah, what what good's going to come from that? And they have to fight her boyfriend and her boyfriend's friend, okay? Now it's a Mortal Kombat tag-in situation, you know? It's like <laughs> there's no good reality. 
But that all happened within like, I, I swear, six to eight months from me saying I'm done with fighting. <laughs> but I have gotten out of a couple of fights since then. And what I've realized is to get out of fights, you can just walk away. Like you literally can just walk away. Like I've had a couple of guys get mad at me and I just walk away and they call me a pussy and I'm a bitch and everything. But then they just forget about it and I'm gone. And I'm like, motherfucker, this shit, I, why did I do the this? Yeah, like, yeah, right? It's like, um, this you is so simple. They don't chase you. Nothing happens. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. And like, you know, like, it's the simplest thing. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to fucking look at him. You just turn around and walk away and, and nothing happens. It reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of, I don't know where I saw it. Maybe it was a movie or a clip or something on YouTube, but it was like, you know, to get out of any fight, just act really gay. And he's like, man, I'm going to fucking punch you in your face. And you'd be like, yeah, I want to lick those thighs. Those thighs look really juicy. Yeah. I'm gonna bite those. And he's like, oh, <laughs> what do you mean, bro? Yeah, I won't get behind you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get naked and nobody will fight you. I've seen that a couple times with people like, yeah. you start fights and they, and they get naked just to prove that no one will fight you naked, you know? That guy, there was one of the guys does the, uh, He's wearing like wearing one of those fucking banana hammocks, and he's like, "Yo, you want to go? You want?" Guys like, "Yeah, let's go." And he fucking pulls his pants down, his dicks just swing. And the guy's like, "Come on, come on." And the guy's like, "Ah, no, no." He's like, "What? I thought we were gonna fight. Come on, you don't want some of this? You don't want some of this?" So walk yeah, away. Or, that, yeah. How are you gonna fight a guy wearing a thong? Right? Like, it's yeah. not gonna happen I don't, unless it's you, and then you have a good bit for it. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd love to fight a guy with a thong. That's twenty minutes. That's well, half you're a million lucky, dollars. Fucking, right you'd be wearing a thong. You'd pull it down. The guy'd be like, "All right, let's fucking go." You're like, God damn it! Now I'm wearing it. Now, yeah, yeah. not only am I wearing a thong, but now I really got to fight in a thong. <laughs> He'd be like, "I loved your gay porn bit at Chipotle that you told on YouTube." Oh, like, oh yeah, shit! Yeah. Oh, we were gonna shit. ask about that. I was just gonna say you could have. You could have. Hey, man, I got asked to be going gay porn at Chipotle. That that could definitely happen. <laughs> 